You're listening to Decoding the Code, the podcast for developers. Together with fantastic guest speakers, we explore coding myths, discover helpful tips for beginners and experts alike, and get a peek behind the digital curtains. Get ready for your host, Mark Backus. Hello, everyone, to Decoding the Code. Um, Today, we're here with Rob Kendall, and we are going to talk about creation of podcasts, or podcast creation. Um, Hey, Rob, how are you doing? Hello. Very good. People still laugh at me for waving in things like this, you know, but I'm all about the bit of a wave. You wouldn't wave at someone in the same room, but, like, you're not in the same room. So, you know, it's just it's a friendly thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm yeah, doing yeah. well, mate. I'm doing well. Uh, I think it's it's a new thing. It's also in on meetings after meeting, like bye, bye, bye. <laughs> All right, so let's get started with uh, some uh, podcast thing. First, um, tell us about your podcast. It's called the Front End Podcast. Tell us a little bit about it. What? Well, not what it is about because the name says it, but uh, what's the format? How does it work? Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, so I was kind of. A while ago, uh, how long have I been doing the podcast now? About uh, lockdown's weird. It could be, it could be two years. It could be eight, eighteen <laughs> years. I have no idea how long it is. Um, <clears throat> I feel like I've been doing it for about um, about two years ish. I think we're, we're certainly we're on the third season. <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm having a bit of a break from it at the minute, but um, I, I started yeah a, a couple of years ago. And I wanted to do something different than blogging. I was doing a lot of content yeah. writing. You know, I do a lot of like long form articles because, as I'm sure you'll find from my uh, tangential kind of conversation nature, I can't just keep to like people struggle to do eight nine hundred words. I struggle <laughs> to do about nine thousand <laughs> to keep it under about nine thousand. <laughs> um, but I wanted to do something else. And at the time, I didn't really have the resources to do anything decent with YouTube. And YouTube's a, like video is a, is a lot bigger of a commitment because you've still got to. you've got to then edit audio and video and as you'll you'll know yourself this is a video it's it's a lot bigger of a um a a kind of commitment so i wanted to do something else and i thought well podcasting's sort of weirdly somewhere between sort of content writing and then kind of doing video it's kind of the the halfway house um i had a friend bethan vincent who runs a podcast called the brave i'd check that out she's uh from from around my neck of the woods in york um and that's all about kind of resilience in the the twenty first century, uh, and she can she sort of inspired me to do it. And in in a and this, I mean this in the nicest possible way. If she could do it, I could do it. You know, she didn't come from a technical background. She didn't have loads of experience of making something like that. But she just kind of went, "I want to do it," and went off and did it. Uh, so so I did the same. Um, and the format is kind of similar to this. I, I ask people on the show. They come on. We talk about particular things. Uh, we had Matt Studdett on, who runs, who created Frontend Mentor, and um, we oh, kind of nice. tailor it about that. So some of it is dev stories, like how you know your dev origin story, because I'm really fascinated by that. Uh, and I say this a lot on the podcast. My my story is quite vanilla. I wanted, to, I did computers, then I wanted to do programming. I learned programming, and now I'm a programmer. <laughs> uh, where some people, you know, they're kind of, oh yeah, I was a I was a beekeeper in Alaska and then one day now I just do JavaScript and that, they have these really interesting stories um yeah so so we uncover some of that and some of them are a bit more I've had recruiters on talking about how to you know improve your CV and get hired as a developer and the kind of interesting tech that's out there so I kind of tailor it really to the to the guest that's on but a lot of it is origin stories and then particular topics to help other front-end devs 
All right. Uh, that sounds uh, very interesting. I, I listened to some, not all of the episodes, um, but so uh, the audience knows uh, what is it about. But um, before we continue this, I wanted to ask you, like, because I, I have been in some time, still am struggling with the um, what they call how is it called voice confrontation when you you don't like your own voice and when you are you record yourself and then you listen to it and you're, you're like really not happy with the result uh, same with video but i, th I think um, like it's a similar phenomenon did you have that from the beginning sometime or um, do you still have it or did you struggle with that at some point uh, not, not at all with, uh, with audio. And I don't know why that is. I mean, I was in uh, a few bands when I was younger, so you kind of get used to like singing, uh, okay. so, you know, and in front of people and, and doing that in front of an audience. So talking into a microphone and then being able to edit that wasn't too big of a deal for me. And I, I don't have an, a particular affinity for my own voice, but I don't, I don't really hate it either. So that was kind <laughs> of okay. I think if I'm honest, a couple of video bits that I've done, I'm less kind of interested in watching myself back. And I think some of that's just that strange phenomenon that you have with uh, with video, uh, with yeah. reflection, sorry. It's a bit like whenever you see yourself, normally it's in a mirror. So you sort of kind of see an opposite reflection where on video, it's, it's, yeah. it, you see like an odd version of yourself that you don't normally <laughs> see. And I think that's what it comes down to. But no, not with the, with the, with the audio, it's fine. I get irritated by my own voice because I talk quite quickly and I mumble <laughs> bits and like transcript software that I use for doing the podcasts um i'm english and i'm a bit fast and mumbly so it doesn't translate <laughs> me as well as someone who's slower and american so i end up having to edit a lot of the transcripts of my own voice because it doesn't recognize the words properly so it's frustrating but I, I never really get you know like irritated or hate my own own kind of voice oh yeah so you're the opposite than me because i i'm a little bit slower and i do a lot of ums and us and when i edit it i'm like oh my god this is so horrible <laughs> And uh, but I don't want to edit everything out because if not, it's very unauthentic and strange. Um, yeah. Well, oh, I, um, I use I use a bit of software called Descript, which I'd recommend. Um, okay. And it's kind of like a tran audio tran audio auto audio transcriptor. It kind of uses uh, I think AWS in the background, but that cuts out filler words like ums and ahs. I, I um and ah quite a lot, um, but it cuts those out automatically for you. Oh, I, I might try this for with this episode. So uh, if you don't hear many M's and R's, it worked. If not, I didn't have time to ch to check it yet. Um, but but uh, Rob, how does your uh, setup look like? I have a better one now. I used to, it used to be. Um, in fact, I've still got it. I've got like a um, the the webcam here uh, where I'm looking into. That is a Canon EOS something or other. I'm not a camera nerd. Yeah. Um, but that that's you know quite with a I think it's an f22 lens f22 we'll say f22 um so it's it's very kind of short focus and you get like the, the blurry background which is nice and you can yeah. put stuff in front of it and it you know zooms all that um in terms of audio though I had um just a, a normal webcam that's stuck up there it's like a logitech thing that I because I do these kind of things I do the video chat with the guests but then I just obviously deal with the audio um have I still got the, yeah, I started out with these. I've still got, I've had these for about, yeah. I don't know, a million years. They're, they're kind of like some really badass gaming headphones that I yeah. got from Amazon for about 15 quid. Um, and the audio is like, okay, but it's it's kind of what you'd expect. It's typical kind of cheap microphone audio. Um, so I started with that. And then I moved on to this thing that I've got at the minute, which is an Elgato 
Uh, oh, Elgato yeah. Wave 1, which is really good. It was kind of, you know, it's in that really good range where it's a really good quality microphone, but it's not sort of, you know, thousands and thousands of pounds. Um, yeah. So I, I pretty much just have that. I record the record the stuff over Zoom uh, so we can just see each other. I kind of record the audio um, in the Zoom meeting. So I just get a, a, it just, Zoom just stuffs the audio in a folder somewhere. Uh, and then I kind of just edit it and, and sort of smooth it, massage it out a little bit using some uh, some online audio tools. But yeah, I just use the, the Elgato mic and that's, that's really good for it. All right. And um, th this, this is something that um, many people might wonder, like, it's or well, this is something that uh, many people might think it's necessary that you buy an expensive microphone, and um, like it, it's not really necessary to have an expensive microphone. Uh, or, or what do you think about that? I think ultimately the the end goal is to have better equipment, but it's a bit like you don't need that to start you know it, it's the same with us as developers we like i've got a mac um, a mac mini m1 fabulous bit of yeah. kit but if you can just get a really cheap laptop you know it's not going to it's not going to make you a better or worse coder it's going to you yeah. know maybe hamper you and make it a bit slower but it's the same with anything you know i i play guitar um and people are always like oh those you know those gibson les pauls they're sort of 2 or 3000 pounds you know and you're like well yeah if you get one of those but if you if you you know, it's not going to make you a better guitar player on its own. It'll you'll sound a bit, but you'll sound better than you would with like a two hundred dollar or two hundred quid guitar. Yeah, but yeah I, I think a lot of creation of of what is essentially art can just be done with very little because it's really about the the content. You know, I mean, yeah. things like YouTube were founded uh, on on the principles of just people doing dumb things and filming them and they're still some of the best the best content yeah. out there but i think <laughs> if you've got something good to say um just go about saying it you know and there's, there's a famous saying from someone somewhere but it's it's you know the first thing you're going to do is going to be terrible probably and you get better yeah. at it because you find more efficient ways to record things better quality you do audio processing after it you know you save up a bit of money you get better equipment um and you just go from there. But if you've got something at the core of it that is interesting to people that they're looking to listen to or, or watch or look at or whatever it is that you're making, um, you know, I think that's the that's the key bit. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's like also with video, you can start going on YouTube with some webcam, and then you get like the whole thing and like the expensive camera with the lighting and everything and. Uh, yeah, but if the content isn't good, uh, it doesn't bring you anything. So same with uh, with podcasting. Oh yeah, plus it's how you it's how you use it as well. I mean, yeah. I've I've watched I've watched YouTube tutorials on lighting for videos and things. I've got like a key light up there which just casts yeah. a little bit more on, but I don't have the best lighting setup. It's it's bright enough. I'm not in a in a cave, but I've seen people with you know that have actually shown like tens of thousands of pounds worth of equipment look terrible yeah. and then they'll go oh we tweak these things it looks much better and i think if you give those people worse equipment they'll make it look better so i almost think the knowledge the knowledge is the power you know if you learn yeah. how to kind of master the the thing that the tool you'll get more out of it all right um let's circle back a little bit though before we do that um, i have to ask um you say a lot of uh, times the word quid does that mean um pounds yeah that's just british british slang for pounds yeah. okay yeah i i oh. always <laughs> I, I i assumed so much but um i, I wasn't really sure um, 
let's circle a little bit back to the podcasting thing. Like your episodes um, are like 40 minutes long around ish, 40 minutes ish. Um, how did you determine that length or did it come naturally um, from the format? Um, I try and keep them to about half an hour, so 30 minutes. Some of them run a little bit, um, run a little bit hot. Some of them run over a bit. Just it depends when you get into things. You know, I, I don't like limit the guests. I'm not in the background like going, mm. yeah. uh, if they, if they <laughs> want to talk, you know, I let them. It's, it's better. I'd rather have too much and be able to edit it out, which I do sometimes, um, than, than not enough and have to, I don't know, pad it somehow. Um, I'll be honest, I, it came from really, I, I kind of came up with this half an hour mark because um, I thought, that's what I kind of like to listen to. Um, I've listened to podcasts that are about an hour. An hour is just a bit too long for me. Like half an hour is quite yeah. nice. Plus in an hour, you can listen to two rather than just like one episode. So that was that was part of it. And the other one was just kind of from a time commitment. I'd already decided that from a content creation schedule, like two episodes a, uh, a month was enough for me. So like one every two yeah. weeks. Um, and it takes me about twice as long as the episode is to edit it. By the time you've kind of gone yeah. through, edited the transcript, processed the audio, filled in my own bits where it kind of hasn't, you know, understood what I've said, <laughs> cut, <Yeah. laughs> cut bits out, cut the intro and the outro, all that kind of jazz, actually uploaded it and then pushed it onto my separate website that I have for it. It, it takes me about two to three times as long as an episode is. So I was like, well, if I make it an hour long, that's going to be, you know, an even bigger kind of commitment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the same here. Um, on uh, I had this show before Whiskey Wednesday. You were, you were on it uh, once. I was on it. Yeah, I was on the Christmas the Christmas special. Yes, <laughs> that yes. was great. Um, and that was two hours. Like it was w way too long uh, because people started like not listening or not watching it anymore after like now like half an hour, forty minutes. Like uh, I think the attention span of people especially in front of the screen is so low especially nowadays in in times where you are in your office in front of the computer all day and you you watch people all day talking and i think you get bored faster because yeah. it's all all day every day same thing you're sitting down you're watching the screen and um, so yeah a, like pe people are very good at list like People aren't traditionally very good at multitasking. They're, they're yeah. good at, you know, I, I like the Ron Swanson quote where he's like, you know, full ass one thing rather than half ass two. But I yeah. think people can to a degree do more than one thing at once. So if you've got a podcast episode in your ear, you can kind of semi consciously pay attention to that and then do something else like washing up yeah. or the gardening or I don't know, coding. So I, I put it on while I'm coding in the background because depending on what it is, you know, I can split my attention like that. Yeah. Um, but video is very demanding, I think visually and like you said people don't have yeah. that level of time to just commit to it but i like your idea where you kind of you've got a video and then like a podcast um what else did i want to ask you um oh yeah um when you started your podcast did you have like one or two episodes already um available when you launched it or did you just launch with the first episode? Because I, I read that somewhere and I was like, man, that's such a good idea. And I didn't do that. <laughs> um, how about you? I kind of, yeah, I made that conscious decision from the start to kind of preload a load of episodes. So I think I did most of the first season I had in the bag before I even released it. Um, okay. Because it was just... 
uh, it, it was giving myself a buffer, you know, because I thought, yeah. well, I'm doing one every two weeks. And even then, there's that then becomes this kind of deadline that you're like, if something happens yeah. in those two weeks and I can't record it or I don't know, something goes wrong or whatever else, I thought if you've got a little backlog um, sitting there, you can kind of work through that and just push it out. And, you know, it gives you time to move things around and get more people in. And yeah, I kind of did that. for. So I'm sure for the first episode, um, first season, I had, I had about all how many is the 10 i think i had about five or six ready to go um that i was kind of working nice. through and yeah that and I, I try and do that as much as possible i'd say i'm having I'm, I'm making a react course at the minute and that is taking up like every second of time that i have outside of my normal day job um so kind of i've put the podcast on a little bit of a hiatus at the minute um because i've I've got about five or six people lined up that were were going to be on it but i i just don't have as much time to do it and that that has a yeah. deadline of like april the end of april it'll be live uh to get yeah. that out the get that out the door um but yeah i still like to do that i record as much as i can and then you've got a bit of bit of a safety net i think yeah i wanted to do that as well but then is i have it currently once a week and it's pretty tight for my schedule so it doesn't take that much time um, like we take like 40 minutes uh, or 45 minutes recording and then I like two hours editing and then like a little bit the publishing the video and putting in the descriptions and the, the thumbnail then we are like at four hours complete like total per episode but uh, yeah it if you're busy it, it, um, it adds up it adds up it's impressive that you do it every week I think that would be more difficult for you to get a buffer because like you said you'd have to really just yeah. take a holiday from work and spend like a full week <laughs> just like doing yeah. about two or three episodes to give yourself that buffer um yeah it's it's that's quite a schedule but it's impressive that you get that out every week yeah oh thank you um yeah let, let's talk a little bit um if someone listens to this and they say oh this is so cool i want to make my own podcast where would they even start like probably by the topic like what i want to talk about but uh, what else do is there for preparation um to be done uh so i think sometimes i didn't really have i didn't really do much research about it i did that classic um that classic thing people do when they start a business where they just sort of go I like ducks. So I'm going to build a, a bit of duck business, um, <laughs> and they don't do any kind of research. But I was like, well, if nothing else, if no one else listens to it at all, I will have talked to some interesting people. I'll have learned something, and I'll be interesting. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll have interested myself. Um, and I think that's the same when you come to a lot of artistic kind of endeavors. You know, it's the same with music. You should write music that you like, and if if yeah. no one else but you and your mum like it, then that's that's still a win because you've done something that you yeah. are ultimately happy with um yeah. so i wouldn't worry too much about what the topic is i mean there's, there's the, every market you look at there's tons and tons of stuff in there you know yeah. that's one of the big things that puts people off with blogging they're like well why would i write about node there's loads of node articles yes yeah. but there are no there's no node articles from you so you should yeah. still write one to get your perspective so yeah i think first of all i'd pick something that either you know a lot about or that you're really interested in um one of those two things because that's going to keep you engaged uh and i think the more that you can present your kind of excitement or your passion for it that that makes it comes across you know to your listeners you could talk about spades spades aren't historically very exciting instruments but like you could talk about spades 
if you're interested about them and really passionate yeah. and you can get that across, other people will go, yeah, that's really good. That's interesting. Even though they have no interest in spades whatsoever. Um, yeah. And then from there, I think it's about maybe finding, um, creating like a content schedule. So I, I definitely get some ideas. That's what I did. That, that was something I did actually. I wrote kind of the yeah. first season out. I thought, right, here's some guests I'd like. Um, here's some topics I'd like to talk about. And then I started asking people. So I just literally went into their DMs or emailed them and said, hey, I'm doing this podcast. Would you like to be on it? And they either didn't reply or they went, oh, yeah, that'd be good. And there was, there was some other people like Emma Bostian, who she's just you know, super pleased she came on. That was a, a very yeah. great honor because she's super busy. And we yeah. had to kind of delay that a few times because she was busy and then ill, but she came on. Um, <clears throat> so I, I do a bit of a content schedule. So you've got a plan about what you want to talk about um think maybe about the format so how long do you want to do it how often do you want to do it um are you going to have just one person on at a time like i do do you want to have like a group thing like um what's that podcast js js party i think they have about three sometimes four there's like two hosts they neither have one or two guests on so are you going to have a bit of a you know a bit of a podcast party or is it just going to be like this like a one-on-one -on -one? so if you think about the kind of format and what you'd like to talk about and particular topics within your topics um and then go and contact people see if they want to come on and then i would look at how you're going to record it so we, we've talked about the equipment don't go too nuts just get something that'll yeah. record something to a pretty good standard in a relatively quiet room um and then you can choose whether you want to do it over stream stream yard like this or zoom or i started off doing it on skype um yeah. i did use zencaster that was really good that's specifically built for podcasts so you oh, kind of do that like this so yeah zencaster is really good it's free but you do that through your browser so both both of you go through your browser um and it kind of records both streams separately which is a lot easier um i then use a platform called anchor which is now i think it was bought yeah. out by spotify um but that's yes. really good again it's all free you can you get it's got groovy little fills and kind of intro music and other bits and bobs you can use um and it, it kind of helps you piece together your podcast so like for me i have an intro that i pull in then you like literally drag a little bit of um the yes. main audio in and you drag another bit in then some little um segue music uh and then it publishes it all syndicates it out to like pocket casts apple podcasts spotify everywhere else so that takes a lot of the burden off um, but I mean, those are kind of tool choices, you know, I use Descript. I really like it. I used a lot of other things before then. I think I used, uh, Audacity, which was a lot oh, harder because yeah. I had to basically edit the waveforms and then put stuff together in like a, uh, what's the word? Is it a DAW, D-A-W, like digital audio workstation, maybe, um, you know, like a kind of like a Adobe Premiere, that type of thing, you know, where you kind okay. of multi-track, yeah. multi-track editing. But I think, I think the key things. The tools are the tools. I think the key things are just are thinking about what you want to talk about um, and with whom, and then trying to get those people on, whether you have to kind of bribe them on uh, <laughs> with with something or whether you just ask them to come and do it out the out the decency of their own heart. Yeah. You said you you made the schedule and you you beforehand you were like, oh, I want to invite this person and this person. Like you you were way more organized than I am because I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> Like uh, I, I, I'm quite busy, and then I was like, "Oh man, I meet I need someone for the next show or in two weeks." And then I'm like, I just write people that I I think have something like interesting to say, or from a topic that um, I, I love talking about topics that I'm not that familiar with because I'm 
as you said, that I'm learning something. Um, yes, but it, it's definitely good to have a plan because if you don't have a plan at all, it, it might become uh, more more of a burden than um, fun because it, it, it should stay fun, even though uh, it, it, it might take some time of your, your you, the time you have for, for doing stuff. Um, but um, yeah, it should definitely uh, stay fun. <laughs> For you and for yeah, your and I, audience. And I think it helps you keep the momentum going. Because like you said, it you've got to, it's like a lot of things. You've got to figure out how you work best. I like I like lists and um and kind of anything that I can check off. I like lists and notes and organizing things. So yeah. that works well to my mindset, but it takes a bit of the pressure off because like you said, I, I didn't want to be in that situation where I was like, Oh crap, I've got to it's Friday and I need to push an episode out on Monday. Yeah. I've got to go scrub around to get someone. <laughs> like yeah. just then then frantically sort of edit it. Um, and it does, it, it, it does become a little bit of a chore, the editing, you know, I think if you can yeah. be a bit more fast and loose with it and just sort of, you know, record it and leave it in its relatively raw state, um, then that's, that's great. I'd love to be like that, but I'm a little bit more kind of, I need yeah, to tweak it. Yeah, same and, here, same here. Stuff. I need yeah. to, I need to edit some, some things out. Um, also in this one, <laughs> oh, I had some things where, um, I wasn't happy. I, I already know that I'm not happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's less that yeah, um, but yeah, so it, it, it does that that can become, you know, by the time you've listened to the same episode that you've recorded, and bear in mind you were there when you recorded it. So by the time you've already listened to it through in the editing, you might have listened to it about five times. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of bored now. So anything that can expedite yeah. that and make it a bit easier, yeah, it keeps it more yeah. fun. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about also myth. I, I googled some um myths about um podcasting and uh, maybe you or we both have something to say to that. Um, let's just uh, start and see see where this goes. Um, so the first one is, there are so many podcasts already, it's too late for me to make one. I think we already scratched the surface of that a little bit. Um, as you mentioned, there are so many like node articles and, and so on. Um, yeah, no, there's 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 always room in any market for good stuff. I'm not saying mine's good stuff, but I think if you <laughs> if you find it, um, if you want to do something like that, you should just do it. You know, I think um, if you're doing it for a job, there's probably a bit more pressure on you there to actually like make it do yeah. something. But I, I think if you if it's something you want to do out of scratching a creative itch, no, there's there's always room for good stuff in any market. You know, you will find people who find it interesting. Yeah. I agree. Um, um, yeah, second one. I can't make a podcast because I hate the sound of my voice. Um, it's something that I'm still struggling with. Um, you, you said you didn't struggle with it at all because you had uh, experience before with uh, singing and so on. But um, maybe I can. Um, yeah, uh, the advice that I personally have for this is just like. Do, do your stuff and maybe the first few episodes don't even listen to it too much and just publish it and then and then you start with, with uh, after two or three you uh, then you listen to it and then you you listen to it more and more and then you eventually get used to it but it is a um, it is a very common uh, phenomenon uh, called mm -hmm. voice confrontation where you don't like your own voice it's something you would have to live with but if you want to record, uh, podcast just do it and uh because other people don't find your voice weird probably um so yeah if you can if you can identify 
what it is about your own voice that you don't yeah. like as well. Like, is it because you go, uh, or um, or because you do like clicks or something? I don't know. What is it that you don't yeah. like? Is it is it because, you know, it's too, it comes across a bit high and tinny on recording, which you can fix with some like smooth editing and compression? I don't know. I, yeah, maybe it's a, it's a gradual exposure thing. So maybe do like a test bit of an episode, like record 10 minutes of yourself doing like a monologue and then listen to it back and just till you just either if you don't like you don't end up liking it but you certainly don't hate it anymore maybe that's the way to go uh yeah like the problem i for example have have with my voice is that i talk too slow and with not enough in enthusiasm I, it, especially on the um interviewing part like now doing like these things you know on other videos i'm better where i'm not talking with someone but uh, for some reason i get very robotic about it uh, which people told me, oh, it's, it's not that bad. Don't worry about it. But uh, it's just something <laughs> it's that, that I'm, like, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so boring. Maybe also because I listened to it like uh, a few times before. Uh, but see, I, I, I would have said you, I, I just see, I just said you were very comfortably slow, uh, which sounds like the worst compliment you give someone. Yeah, Mark, you're comfortably <laughs> slow. But I'd, I'd say your voice is quite, and it's got quite a nice, uh, nice timber to it. And it's got like a nice, um, a nice, yeah, nice pacing, nice meter to it. You're not like, it's slow, but it's not noticeably slow, like you've been hit on the head or something. You know? <laughs> um, but I mean, mine's mine's just yeah, I'm just too quickly, especially if I get carried away. Um, <laughs> so a lot of, a lot of people struggle to understand me. So you don't want that problem. <laughs> it's yeah. like the opposite end, but yeah. Yeah, when I um, interviewed Quincy Larson, he told me um, when he does interviews, he talks slowly on purpose because when somebody uh, listens to it, especially when they are not the native speaker they can um, understand it better. And if it's too slow, yeah, you just fast forward um, your YouTube or whatever player you have for listening to, to the podcast and it will be fine either way. So uh, I think that's uh, good advice as well. If, if you're in the same situation as I am, just embrace your slowness and um, <laughs> embrace, the okay. slowness. <laughs> embrace the slowness. Oh yeah, the third myth, um, we all also already covered that. I need to buy an expensive microphone uh, in order to start a podcast, which I think is false. You can start with a, an okay one and upgrade sometime later if you find out that you like it. Um, if uh, if they can, if if there are, there are some terrible pop singers out there who they can be turned into fantastic singers with auto tune. If they can do that, you can make a good podcast with like slightly less <laughs> optimal equipment. I think there's an awful lot of um, editing and compression and, and kind of EQ that you can kind of twiddle, uh, twiddle with and, and make things sound, you know, 10 times better than than they were. So yeah, I, I just get, a, honestly, you can spend for about 20, 30 pounds, maybe the equivalent in dollars. You could get a nice little microphone um, that's either like a headset one or just on your desk and provided it's in a nice, you know, clear room, it's well connected, you can, you can twiddle with that with the uh with the, the audio processing and make it sound you know like a like a ten thousand dollar one um <laughs> and i'll be and then just build up to it if it's because that's the other thing as well if it's if it's something that you get into and you don't like but you've shelled out you know four or five yeah. six hundred pounds upwards of uh of equipment then and you have no real other use for it because i mean to be fair in zoom meetings that you have at work you don't need an expensive microphone you know you probably just need to shut your partner up or your kid in the background. That's that's probably yeah. all yeah. <laughs> the main requirement. <laughs> yeah, what's our next myth? Um, oh, I need to interview people who have big followings. Um, 
and are really popular. If not, my show won't be popular. And I think that's also wrong. Um, I, I've interviewed people with massive followings and it's done virtually zero for me. I mean, it helps if that person actually does a, a job of kind of promoting it. Um, yeah. But I, you know, but I mean, even then, no, it doesn't, it doesn't really equate, you know, it doesn't equate to that. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm followed on Twitter by a lot of people who have massive followings and it's done, <laughs> it's done, done very little, little, very little for me. So I think it's the same with the podcast. You know, I think um, if it's good content, people will like it and share it. And then it's up to you to kind of promote it a bit as well. But yeah, I think um, that that hasn't it hasn't done anything for, for me. Um, I mean, I, I don't, you know, that's not I'm not sat here like bitter about it. But I, I think just it, from a from an experience point of view, I've had some pretty big um, Twitter celebrities on, and it's not done anything for me. Yeah. But it has been very interesting to sort of ask them and, and find yeah. out about that. Um, yeah, podcasting is time consuming. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it absolutely is. Um, I think it's one of those, it's like any sort of skill, you know, the more you do it, the kind of more refined you become at it. It's that kind of economy of motion. Um, I think it took me a lot longer when I started because I didn't really have a process. And yeah. sometimes you go through a few processes to find out a process that works. Um, yeah. what, I have, what I have now is very good. It's very repeatable. It's quite slick. Um, if I, if I may be so bold, uh, but it takes me a lot less time now to do a per episode than it did when I started. So I'd probably start somewhere and then just kind of think if like, be a bit mindful of it as you're doing it and think that if there's any, any kind of bottlenecks that you get to where like, right, it's the editing, it's the problem or it's producing transcripts. So transcripts to me are always the ones that take more time. And I tried everything from using a paid service that was garbage um i used a i used like otter ai which was very good but again i found it didn't understand me as well that i eventually stumbled upon upon descript and that worked out the best it understood me the best and it kind of transcribed stuff better than anything else i've used so but i, I went through about four or five different ways of doing that before i eventually got to it i think when i started i didn't do transcripts at all um and i kind of retrofitted them yeah. back on so oh, yes yeah, I think it's find find a process that works and kind of keep iterating on it, like but like you would when you're Devin. But in terms of like time consuming, I wouldn't say it's it's a time commitment, but it it depends how much you put into it. If you're like you and I, where we kind of really want to do a lot more edits, it's going to take you yeah. longer. If you're happy to just kind of be a bit more like a raw interview and just kind of tweak it a bit and maybe smooth the audio out with some audio processing, then that will take you less time. But I I found for me the ratio is about one hour's editing for every half an hour worth of um, yeah. like recording that I do. Sounds about right. Even though I go uh, over the, the audio with doubles, double the speed, if not, it would take forever. I go, I go very fast. And then when I found like, when I find like a too long a pause or something that uh, where I stumble upon the words and I need to correct myself too much and uh, yeah, I, I just take it out and I go, I, I continue in double the speed, but even though it takes, doubled the time to uh, to edit it and then to upload it and uh, wait yeah. for it. So yeah, the last myth, um, no one will listen to me, which is something that I also struggled or struggle with. Um, it, it's quite hard to find people to listen to your podcast or watch to you, watch your YouTube shows, but I, uh, like what I understood from many people before that, 
I talk with um, that you just, if you keep consistent, the audience will come eventually if your content is okay, it's uh, interesting. Um, I, I heard someone say something about this. I can't remember where it was, um, just the internet somewhere, but it was about most people give up at this, like the, this, like the graph, like, you know, effort and time. And most people give up sort of here just before it kind of goes yeah um, you know a bit, a bit more exponential and i don't know how true that is for everyone but i think um i think it was uh it was one of my podcast guests that's who it was um yeah that was really that was a really fascinating one it was um a guy um who ran like what are these, these crazy massive community groups on steam and he had the same thing you know it kind of nothing happened for ages then it just kind of went poof, exponential and most people give up kind of before that point um yeah i think you have to face the reality that it might it might your first one your first episodes your first blogs your first videos they're going to suck um or they're not going to suck but they're not going to be as good as they're going to be or as good as you think yeah. they're going to be or as good as you want them to be um no one's going to listen to start with unless you've got a larger audience um you know in, arguably you've got a bigger twitter following so anything you do theoretically um should have a better start than say i do um but i think yeah whatever you do like that initially it's not going to do as well but you've got to keep doing it anyway and because and i think that's got to be the intrinsic motivation for most stuff like that is you've got to want to do it regardless i mean when I started, I think I was excited because I had three listeners on the first episode, of yeah. <laughs> and none of them with my mum. Were my mum, so it's okay. <laughs> and it wasn't me; so it was someone else. It definitely wasn't the wife or my friends. So, um, it was it was strangers I didn't know on the internet. So that was quite good. And I think I have about 170 listeners a month, like the average audience. So nice. I'm pretty happy with that. You know, it's not tens of thousands i think the ladybug podcasts one of the more popular in tech i know they probably get yeah. thousands upon thousands but they're all you know bigger celebrities they might push it a bit more than i do because i'm very like laissez-faire about it I, I put it out there <laughs> but i don't really push it much because again i don't really have the time and i'm doing yeah. it as a passion project you know I'm, I'm not i don't get paid for it i don't make any money there's no sponsorships so I, I was pretty happy with that but i think yeah there's, there's a certain level of just accepting that that it's not going to do that well to start with but doing it anywhere because if you never if you kind of went around with that with that attitude you'd never do anything yeah yeah i agree i agree okay is there one last advice you want to give to the audience about podcast creation something inspiring you might have to tell about this topic I don't know if it's if it's podcasts in general, but I think it covers a lot of these kind of creative endeavors where I think a lot of people get hung up in their own heads thinking about things. So I think my if you listen to nothing else and take nothing else away, I think it would be that if you want to do something, just do it. You know, if you're thinking about starting a blog, you're thinking about doing a podcast, you want to go on YouTube, you want to, I don't know. You, the first step is doing it. You know, don't yeah. worry about someone else already does one or this other one does what I want to do, but it's already really popular. It's already tens, you know, the way tens of thousands of listeners down the line. So what, you know, if you want to do something, just get on and do it and learn the skills of how to do it, but don't, don't let other people's success stop you from kind of finding your own, you know? Yeah. That's a nice advice. Um, definitely. Like also don't worry about, um, like as you said, the first episode is probably going to be bad or not as good as it can be. 
and uh, and that's totally okay because nobody really gives <laughs> gives a damn about it. Nobody really cares what your first episodes look like or or sound like or yeah. um yeah like later on it's like yeah that's how he started it's, it's all right like but uh, yeah it's I know it's hard because um I'm still struggling with oh man this is not good enough but that's because I need to have everything perfect which is uh, sickness yeah. <laughs> in itself um but yeah. I think that's what's isn't that the the saying? Don't let don't let perfect be the uh, enemy of good or something like that. You know, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. It, it's never yeah. going to be perfect. Like never, even if you've been doing it for a hundred yeah. years, it'll never be perfect because yeah, the, no, the thing, no, you, yeah, never. thing you have in your head is never what it is. But yeah, no, that, yeah. that's that would be my advice. Plus, if anyone wants, you know, if anyone's stuck or they're thinking of doing it, reach out to me. I'm more than happy to. My DMs are open, as the cool kids say. I'm quite happy to take <laughs> to take DMs about it if you got questions or you know I can certainly help you avoid some of the errors I made. You know. Okay. Sure. Happy. Yeah, I will put your Twitter handle in the descriptions. And um yes, so uh thank you very much, Rob, for coming on the show and for taking time out of your schedule to be here. And um yes. Bye. My pleasure, <laughs> sir. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to Decoding the Code. A new episode will be available every week. So don't forget to tune in next Monday. For past episodes, check out the website, decoding.show.